Well, welcome, King's Church. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever you are, wherever you're gathered, whoever you're gathered with, likely just your immediate family. But in any case, welcome. I am so glad you are here. As we kick off a brand new teaching series, we're asking the question, what does the message of Christmas have to say to COVID? Around here, we have already decided we're not going to hang our heads and say, oh, COVID for Christmas. We're going to ask the question, what does the message of Christmas have to say directly to our circumstance here in 2020 with the COVID pandemic raging on? So I'm glad you joined us as we kick this off for the next few weeks. I want to give you my big idea right up front, and then I'm going to spend a little bit of time today unpacking it. And here's the big idea. Are you ready? The big idea of today's message is this, that the world... This isn't going to come as a surprise to you. It's going to be easy for you. But the world is a dark place. The world is dark, and yet there is a light that is greater than the darkness, and that light's name is Jesus. Let me tell you the good idea again, and you can say amen in the chat. Look, if you're out there, you're watching online, let us know you're there. Put a thumbs up, put praying hands, shout amen in the chat, and encourage one another. Let's blow the feet up this weekend. But let me say the big idea again, then I'll give you my title. The big idea is this, that the world is a dark place. And yet there is a light that is greater than the darkness. And that light's name is Jesus. Here's the title of my message. The title is simply, There is a Light. There is a light. Go ahead and put that in the chat. Maybe put a little light bulb emoji. And let's just blow it up this whole time together. There is a light. A light, and his name is Jesus. Jesus, it's, we're told in John chapter 8 that Jesus was speaking in front of a crowd. And it says, when he spoke again to the people, he said these words. He said, I am the light of the world. And whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He said, I am the light of the world, but whoever follows me, whoever will follow me and trust in me, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, he wasn't speaking this in a vacuum. In fact, this, this sentence he spoke to these onlookers happened after one of the most dramatic and incredible instances you're going to find in all of the Gospels. It's the story of a woman who was caught in the act of adultery. And some nasty people, in an effort to try to trick Jesus or to trap Jesus into giving the wrong answer so they could cancel him. Listen, the, the first century Pharisees had the corner on cancel culture, let me tell you. And they tried to cancel Jesus so that he, they trap him to say the wrong answer. So they catch this poor woman in the act of adultery and they bring her out onto the street and they throw, him, throw her before Jesus and before this big crowd and basically say, okay, preacher, you're preaching that you, know, the, that you need to honor God and the law and the truth and yet you're also talking about grace and forgiveness. What is it? The law says we should stone her to death. She's guilty. And yet you're talking about forgiveness, what say you? Now, we're not told a whole lot about the backstory about this woman, but all we can understand and guess is this. Whether it was a series of bad luck and bad decisions or a combination of the two, she had found herself in a very compromising position in a very difficult circumstance, and then she finds herself at absolute humiliating rock bottom, the darkest moment of her life. And in that moment, Jesus says, I do not condemn you. But then he says, go and sin no more. And then he turns to the crowd and on that as the platform, the darkest moment of this poor woman's life around some dark intentions from some religious leaders as the onlookers looked on and Jesus says, I am the light of the world. 
And whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, maybe you haven't been caught in the act of adultery and pulled out in front of the street for all to see. I hope not. That would be a very dark, dark time for you. But I think you can identify with the feeling of increasing darkness steamrolling out of control. Maybe for you it was a relationship that it just kept getting worse and worse. Or maybe for you it was a series of events. Like it was one of those seasons like when it rains it pours. Just the darkness continues to compound to, to the point where you just feel like you're at rock bottom. Maybe it was a bad investment. Whatever it was, it's incredible how darkness just seems to slowly creep in and, and build up, doesn't it? I don't think it's too hard of a stretch for all of us to think about that here in 2020. This year has been a year of increasing exponential darkness. Just when you think things can't get darker, they seem to get darker, don't they? I mean, I was just looking back over the year and trying to remind myself of some of the things that have happened in this calendar year. Back in January, you might not even remember this, but we just missed World War III in January. You remember this? The, the Iranian like uh, scientist, the war hero or whatever, the, he was assassinated and there was major econ- or like geopolitical tensions rising up back in January. And then what happened? Australia catches on fire in January. And then what happened? Iran shoots down a, a, like a jetliner. A whole innocent group of people are murdered by mistake. It's just incredible. Even in January, it's just dark. And then February, you know, more tragedy happens. For me, I remember Kobe Bryant dying was just like a jarring thing to see this guy I grew up with, you know, admiring seeing him and his young daughter die in a tragic helicopter uh, accident. And then what happens? March comes. Global pandemic is named. Stock markets tank. People lose their shirts. They lose their retirements financially. Shutdowns are ordered. People lose their businesses. Schools stop. And we aren't even the summer yet, y'all. I mean, you think about it. George Floyd, we see that we witnessed the most brutal, racially charged murder, like a mass witness to it, like never before. And then what happens? Out of that, out of the hurt of that, we see major riots and division growing. It just seems to be one thing after another, and we're only to summer. It runs through summer, and then we get into the most volatile election that most of us can remember in the history of our lifetime, just in time for the second wave of COVID. Like it just keeps going and growing and the dark just keeps getting darker. And now we're at this place where there's growing division like never before. There's distrust in global leaders. There's distrust in regional leaders. There's growing dissension. People are eye rolling and eyeballing and criticizing and ratting each other out. It's crazy times. And now we're eyeballing Christmas socially distanced. I think we know the feeling of dark getting darker, don't we? It is a dark year, isn't it? I don't know if anybody noticed or not, but this, this year Christmas lights came out extra early. Did you notice that? I noticed in my neighborhood people putting their Christmas lights up. In fact, I think some people just left theirs up all year round, which I no judgment, man. Like whatever we can do to try to help cheer things and lift some spirits, right? And, and I even caved in. I mean, I put my, my Christmas lights up on the house way earlier than normal. And I think most people did. Why? Because we know we just need a little light right now because it is dark times and we're all trying to do whatever we can do. But here, here's the hard truth I want to hit today before we get to the good news. The hard truth is this. I think this is going to make more sense to you than ever, that, that Christmas lights 
and the warmth of the season and good food and gifts and goodwill and some holiday cheer, it's not going to be enough, is it? It's not going to be enough. Sentimentality and tradition is just not going to be bright enough to outshine the darkness that many people have gone through and are currently going through or even staring at going through in the future. You know, a classic postcard perfect Christmas is no match for some of the things that people are going through right now. No amount of gifts or mini lights or elves on shelves or good baking or Hallmark movies. Don't get me started on the Hallmark movies, y'all. I got to be careful. My wife is the president of the fan club, so I'm going to back away right now. But no amount of Christmas cheer for all to hear is actually going to be enough to outshine the darkness this year that most people are going through. And yet, here's the good news, and this is what I want to hit today. The good news is this, that the real message of Christmas, not the sentimental one, not the market holiday that we've created, but the real message of Christmas isn't about warm fuzzies. It's not about decorations or happy endings. It is the most raw, real message of hope found right in the pit of human darkness. This is the message of Christmas. The sentiment and tradition of Christmas cannot save us, but the real message, the real message of Christmas is that there is a light, say it in the chat, there is a light that can outshine the darkness. And I I think this might be a time for many of us, especially many of us as Christians, where we understand the good news of Christmas in a whole new light like never before. So I want for a few minutes to unpack the message of Christmas. And we're going to do that by going to Isaiah chapter 8. If you have a Bible, you can pull it up on your device or on your computer or whatever you're watching on. And you can follow along in Isaiah chapter 8. Now the Christmas story, there's lots of places we could look. And next week we're going to look at some different texts. But today I want to look in Isaiah because this is where we get the first real clear glimpse of what the Messiah is coming to do and what the message of Christmas is all about. Now, the the Christmas message, you can find it in Genesis. You can find it woven all through the Old Testament. But here is where you get the first glimpse of what the intent and what Christmas really is all about. It's in Isaiah chapter 8. And before we see the solution, the reason I'm starting in chapter 8, the good news comes in chapter 9. So hang tight. It's going to get dark before it gets brighter. But but bear with me. But I want to start in chapter 8. Because it gives us the context and the background for why Christmas is good news. Now let's look at it, let's read it, let's unpack what the real meaning of Christmas is and why that's good news. Are you with me? What is there? There's a light. Say it in the chat. Here we go. It says this, look to God's instructions. Look to God's instructions and teachings. People who contradict his word, people who are disconnected from him and defiant to him are completely in the dark. They will go from one place to another weary and hungry. And because they are hungry, they will rage and curse their king and their God. They will buck against authority. They will rage and they'll curse. They will look up to heaven and down at earth. But wherever they look, there will be trouble and anguish and dark despair. They will be thrown out into the darkness. Now, that's a real pick-me-up, isn't it? Now, hang with me, but here's the first point. Here's the first thing you need to understand about the real message of Christmas. The real message of Christmas says this. It is really dark out there. That the darkness is real. Chris, the, the message of Christmas is never meant to medit- like medicate you or to try to convince you that the world is something that it's not. It is not like self-help. It is not a pick-me-up. It's not a, hey, look at things this way. No, it says it full stop. The world is a dark place and this is a problem for us. 
This is what the Bible says. This is what it's speaking about. It tells us that the problem in the world and the problem that you and I face is not that, that God is evil or mean, but that there is this reality called sin that is reaping destruction on the earth. The Bible says in Genesis that God made the heavens and the earth and he made us and he made everything in it and he made it very good. But then we find out in Genesis chapter 3 that we had turned from God. We had disconnected ourselves from the Lord of life who is light. And in that disconnection and that severance, sin had entered in. The Bible says that we subjected ourselves and creation to futility. That we have been disconnected from the truth and the life that was found only in God. And so the result of that is utter darkness. That toil and hardship and strife and decay and disease and death will plague this world. That's what the Bible says right at the beginning. Genesis 3 says darkness and disconnection from God is going to cause pain and problems and destruction and death. We don't believe God causes the pain. We believe sin causes the pain. That's something that, that, so, that trips so many people up. They immediately say, hey, if the God is good, then why on earth are so many bad things happening? The answer the Bible gives is the destruction is not the will of God. The destruction is the byproduct of sin. And this is what the Bible tells us. And this is the backdrop and the context for, for the, the message of Christmas. And that is this, that it is really dark out there. Did you catch it? Look back in Isaiah 8. Look at verse 20. It says that we are completely in the dark. And that we go from one place to another weary and hungry. That, that darkness is the problem and weariness and hunger is the byproduct. This is the human condition according to the scripture. And this is the backdrop of the real message of Christmas. It's really dark out there. Here's the, here's the reality. Darkness and, you know, the things that we're going through in 2020, for all of 2020's warts and wrinkles, can I tell you something? Nothing that we're experiencing is new. Isolation, pandemics, loneliness, distrust, disruption, division, disease, disappointment, despair, not new. These things human beings have been dealing with since day, well, chapter three anyway. Economic uncertainty, wars and rumors of wars, corrupt leaders, distrust in politics, abuse, not new. Hypocrisy, not new. Criticism, not new. Frustration, not new. This was the case in, for Adam and Eve. This is the case in 740 BC when Isaiah wrote the prophetic word about the Christ who would come. And this is the case right now for us here today. Our problem isn't a pandemic. Our problem are not politics. Our problem is darkness. It's sin. We walk in darkness. And you and I, we live in darkness. And our lives are victims of darkness. Look, it says we will go one place or another weary and hungry. That, that this has an effect on us. That, that it causes problems for us. Problems of vulnerability. The, the fact that we live in the dark, it, it leaves us vulnerable. This is why safety is such a high problem, like such a high like, focus for us, because we know we're vulnerable. We know we're limited. There are forces in this world, dark forces, that are, you know, they'll destroy you. We have a hard time navigating. In the dark, it's hard to know your direction. It's hard to know up from down, left from right. You know, it's easy to get turned up and messed up in the dark. It's hard to find your direction. In the dark, it's hard to know who you are or who other people are. You can't see yourself clearly or anybody else in the dark. In the dark, isolation and disconnection becomes a problem. It's really hard to be close to someone when you can't see them 
or trust them or really know them. And of course, desperation and scarcity, it looms in the dark. Like it says in Isaiah 8, it says they'll grow weary and hungry because we don't know where to find life and light and the way and the path. This is the problem that you and I face. I want to assure you, you need to, you need to hear this. This is much more than a metaphor. The Bible insists that you and I are spiritually blind, walking under the curse, this shroud of darkness, and that is the explanation for the wrong and the difficulty and the destruction that you and I go through in our lives. Why do we bump into each other? Why is there conflict? Because we walk in darkness. Why do we fight with each other? Because we walk in darkness. Why do we stumble and trip on things and make mistakes? Because we walk in darkness. Why do we get lost? Because we walk in darkness. Why do we fear? Why do we have anxiety? Because we walk in darkness. Why do we struggle with ourselves and others? Because we walk in darkness. And the message of Christmas says, and the gospel tells us, and the Bible says, Isaiah 8 says, it's a dark, dark world. But... There is a light. There is a light. Now, now, let's not get ahead of ourselves because there's more to unpack here. It also tells us, let's look at another verse in Isaiah 8. It says in verse 21, it tells us to go from one place to another, weary and hungry. And because they are hungry, look at this, they will rage and curse. That it's not just a problem for us. Darkness is not just a problem for us. But get this, we aren't only victims, but we actually are contributors the Bible says that darkness is a problem in us, that, that it actually causes, or that it's not just that we are under the effects of darkness, but darkness is actually affecting us and coming out of us. Have you noticed that this year? Have you noticed that the darkness of 2020 has not brought the best out in people? It's brought what? It's brought more darkness, hasn't it? Panic buying, darkness, public shaming, cancel culture, criticism, paranoia, division, selfishness. It's because we are products of the dark, not just victims. It's a problem for us, and it's a problem in us. The real message of Christmas says not only is, there, is it dark out there, but it's dark in here. It's really dark in us. That darkness, that sinfulness, it is a problem not just for us and around us, but it is a problem in us. It's a problem in us. How many of you have noticed that it's not just around you, it's not just bringing the worst out in other people, but have you noticed that as 2020 has rolled on, have you noticed, I'll be honest, I've noticed some things rising up in me, coming out of me that wasn't too pretty, that aren't too pretty. Has anybody noticed anger or maybe fear rising up in you? Maybe distrust, maybe criticism, a critical spirit, maybe panic and anxiety, or shame, or accusation. You see, that's because there is darkness inside of us. The Bible wants you to know that too. The Bible tells it very clearly. And I know this goes against like common understanding. I know your mom told you that you're perfect just the way you are. And pink wants you to know that. Pretty please, don't you ever think that you're anything less than perfect. But the Bible says, not true. The Bible says there is darkness around you and there's darkness in you. And it's, it's a very huge problem to our core. The Bible says there's no one righteous, not even one. Romans 1 tells us that we are foolish in our thinking and our hearts are dark. John 3 tells us that light has come into the world, but men love the darkness rather than light. John 1 tells us, 1 John tells us that, that the one who hates his brother 
is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because darkness has blinded him. You see, there is darkness that is inside us. Darkness is a problem in us and it compounds. As darkness compounds outside of us, it it actually rises up more in us. Have you noticed this year that addiction... Now you think if there's like extra stress outside of us that it would cause us to maybe put away the childishness and selfishness, but that's not what happens, is it? When the darkness rises up around us, it actually flares up in us too. I've noticed that in myself. I've noticed that in others. Addiction right now in 2020 is at an all-time high. Divorce is on the rise. Discord is on the rise. Depression is on the rise. Despair is on the rise. Just this last week, did you, did you catch this article? I saw this article in, uh, in, in CNN this week. It says that in Japan, more people died from suicide last month than from COVID in all of 2020. What, I mean, not just that that, that is a tragedy, But that is indicative of the fact that it's not just that we have problems surrounding us, but darkness is inside of us and it flares up within us. And that's the reality. It is dark out there, but it's also dark in here. We have a problem called sin. We have a problem called darkness. It's all around us and it is inside of us. And the message of Christmas, like it emphatically says, this is a big problem. And it goes further than that. There's one more thing we need to see before we get focusing in on the light. I have good news for you. We'll end off there. Just hang tight. Look what it says in verse 21. It says, they'll look up to heaven. And down at the earth, but wherever they look, there will be trouble and anguish and dark despair. What's this talking about? It's essentially saying this, that the real message of Christmas also says that our lights, the lights that we make, that they're really insufficient. That they can't actually deal with the real problem. They are, they are fake and not lasting. They are insufficient. They are not the solutions that we need. Now, most of us would say in normal times that life's not so bad. You know, we've got the light of our family or we've got the light of, you know, our society that we live in or the blessings or the home that we have. And we say, you know, I, I'm good. I, I, I like my life. But you know what? It takes a year like 2020, doesn't it? Where we start to see the lights flicker a little bit. And you realize all of a sudden, maybe the things that I'd put my hope in, the lights that I'd trusted to illuminate my way and to light my path, maybe I can't actually trust those things to last and endure. Maybe they're not bright enough to overwhelm the darkness that we are currently going through. And this is what I think we've seen this year. We've seen that the lights that we have trusted in our lives maybe are more artificial and less lasting and less powerful than we'd hoped or thought they were. I mean, what are some of the the lights that we trust in our lives? I mean, maybe the light of relationships. Think about family. Think about communities. You think about those things. You know, we, we love these things, but here's the deal. We have this mentality that says as long as these relationships are okay, you know, we'll stay together in the dark and then we'll be okay. But then COVID happens and all of a sudden you can't be around those people and you now have an insufficient light. That light is gone. Or maybe some of us are trust, you know, what we don't trust in our relationships, we trust in society. We trust in politics and our leaders. Or we trust in power or human governance. We trust in a king or a state or a democracy or a club or a crew or an ideology that we're part of. We have this mentality that says, you know what, we can do this if we just trust the authorities and we just work together. And yet, what are we seeing? 
we're seeing governments and political leaders absolutely pulling their hair out, trying to figure out how to deal with this thing. They are inadequate to deal with it. And before we criticize our public officials, realize they are human beings and they cannot illuminate the way for us. There's no perfect answers because they're not perfect people. Or maybe you've trusted in your resources in the past. You know what? I'm good. I got my RRSP. I've got my retirement just so. I've got all my things where I need them. And then all of a sudden, the stock market crashes and you watch your retirement go away and that light goes out. See, these lights we find in these times are insufficient to overwhelm the darkness. So maybe you trust technology. You trust the human progress. You know what? We're going to just invent our way out of the dark. And if we just, you know, put our heads together and crack the code, we can do this. And yet, what have we seen in 2020? We've seen the most brilliant minds in humanity not be able to crack this one. That this darkness is more powerful than the lights that we've created. A lot of the time we can give ourselves the illusion in life that these artificial lights are powerful enough to do the job. And yet what we found is that, that years like 2020 burst the delusion, don't they? They burst our bubble and we realize our own insufficiency. And the irony of our, you know, like our trust in our lights is, you know, historically, and I wish we had more time to talk about this today, maybe another time, but historically... The human lights, the things that we've invented, have actually made more darkness in the end, not brought more light. And most of the most destructive things that have happened in human history stem back from someone who thought they had a bright idea. The Bible, and more specifically the message of Christmas, would come to you and say, not on your best day, not on humanity's best day, do you have the power to illuminate and outlast and outshine the darkness. The power to bring a light that can overwhelm and last and outlast the darkness on earth does not rest in human beings. And we have seen the lights flickering, haven't we? We've seen them flickering in 2020. It's dark out there. It's dark in here. And we are inadequate to deal with it. Now, some of you are like, wow, Brent, so glad I tuned in today. This is the most depressing message you've done all year. Hold on. We're about to turn the corner. But we've got to establish something. You cannot get and grasp the gospel until you deal with reality. And here's the deal. Left to ourselves, we should all just be nihilists. If we are just left to ourselves to figure this thing out, you might as well adopt the ideology. You know what? Drink, eat, for tomorrow we die. We are screwed left to ourselves. And I'll say it like that. We are, we are in heaps of trouble and we have no chance and yet this is the backdrop that the Christmas message comes in and it says this that you know what it is dark but here's where the message of Christmas comes bursting in there is a light there is a light the real message of Christmas is it's dark out there it's dark in here but there is a light. A light has dawned. His name is Jesus. Christmas is the celebration of the moment where the eternal, glorious, transcendent, inexhaustible, inextinguishable light of the world stepped down into darkness to begin to push away and overwhelm all the darkness. What darkness? Darkness around us. The darkness behind us, he shines and illuminates and washes away our past and our mistakes. Darkness above us, the Bible says that Jesus came to disarm the rulers and authorities and the principalities and powers of the air. That he came to illuminate the darkness between us, not just between us and God to provide reconciliation, which he has, but also between us, one another. 
He's come to illuminate the darkness beneath us, to give us a rock to stand on that cannot be moved in any circumstance or situation. He's come to illuminate the darkness in us. The Bible says that he came to transform us into his image. And he's come to illuminate the darkness before us, to give us a hope and a future. This is the gospel, and this is the real message of Christmas, that there is a light. And this is what Isaiah goes on to say. Let's look at it. This is the famous Christmas passage. We usually skip Isaiah 8, but you shouldn't because it robs this of its punch. Look what it says in Isaiah 9. Let's check it out. There is a light. Nevertheless, even still, And yet there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress, for those who were in darkness. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. Look what it says. The people walking in darkness have seen a great, say it in the chat, There is a light. We've seen a great light on those living in the land of not just darkness. It's really dark, deep darkness. A light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy and they rejoice in you. For to us, it's not just a light, it's a person. A child is born. To us, a son is given. Not just any son, the son of God. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. He is an authority that you can trust. Mighty God, a light that will endure. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. This light will never flicker or fade. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. It's a pure light. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is the good news. Here's the real message of Christmas. The real message of Christmas is this. It is so dark out there. It is so dark in here. And yet a light has dawned. There is a light. It's dark in my past, but there is a light. It's dark in my mind, but there is a light. It's dark in my relationships, but there is a light. It's dark in my history, but there is a light. It's dark in my situation, but there is a light. It's dark in these times, but there is a light. It's dark in this circumstance, but there is a light. Christmas, the real Christmas, it's not sentimentality. It's not warm, fuzzy feelings. It's not getting cozy around and just having fun talking about hope and hope. No, it's about the celebration and the confidence we get from knowing there is a real light a real life that comes through the light of the world, real hope, real peace, and his name is Jesus. It's dark out there, but there is a light. One of my favorite authors is a guy named Tim Keller, and I'd encourage you to check out any of his stuff. It is absolutely incredible, and he will go down in the Hall of Fame of Christian Minds, guaranteed. But he wrote a little book called Hidden Christmas. If you ever want to go deep into Christmas, theology, pick it up. But he said in Hidden Christmas, let me read this, this, this text to you. This summarizes the real message of Christmas far better than I ever could. Look what he says. He says, some people look to the state, some more to the market, and everyone looks to technology. Yet they share the identical assumption. Things are dark, but we believe we can end that darkness with intellect and innovation. 
Years ago, I read an ad in the New York Times that said, the meaning of Christmas is that love will triumph and that we will be able to put together a world of unity and peace. In other words, we have the light within us. And so we are the ones who can dispel the darkness of the world. We can overcome poverty and injustice and violence and evil. If we just work together, we can create a world of unity and peace. Can we? Despite the sincerity of the Times advertiser, the message of Christmas is not that we will be able to put together a world of unity and peace. Actually, it is the exact opposite. Christmas, therefore, is the most unsentimental, realistic way of looking at life. It does not say, cheer up, if we all pull together, we can make the world a better place. The Bible never counsels indifference to the forces of darkness, only resistance, but it supports no illusions that we can defeat it ourselves. Christianity does not agree with the optimistic thinkers who say, we can fix things if we try hard enough, nor does it agree with the pessimists who only see a dystopian future. The message of Christianity is, instead, things really are this bad and we can't heal or save ourselves. Things really are this dark. Nevertheless, there is hope. The Christmas message is that on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Notice, it doesn't say, from the world a light has sprung, but upon the world a light has dawned. It has come from outside. There is light outside of this world, and Jesus has brought that light to save us. Indeed, he is the light. There is a light. The simple message of Christmas is that it's dark and you might find yourself walking in deep darkness right now, but there is a light. And I want to encourage you, Christian, non-Christian, maybe you're just here checking this out. I want to encourage all of us to press beyond the superficial and artificial sources in your life. The artificial sources of light, even the market holiday that we've made Christmas, it's artificial. I want you to see the dark for what it is. And now in that, hear the message of Christmas. There is a light. A light has dawned. You know, it's incredible when you think about it. How on earth did Christmas become about having just the perfect setting with the perfect people? For, and it's about gifts for good boys and girls who get just what they wanted. The biblical Christmas is for people who haven't got what they want. It's for people whose families are broken for people who are disappointed and shattered. It's for people whose lives are less than perfect. It's for people who walk in a land of deep darkness. This is a message for people who have lost faith. The message of Christmas is for people who have lost faith in the system. They've lost faith in themselves. They've lost faith in each other. They've lost faith in humanity. They've lost faith in religion. And they've seen that there is a great light that can be trusted and that when you follow him, you will never walk in darkness. That is the message of the gospel. That is the message of Christmas, that there is a light. A light has dawned and that light outshines the darkness. It says in John chapter one, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us and this great light outshined the darkness and the darkness can not overcome it. He outshines the darkness. This light never goes out or fades. The Bible says that we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. 
that the imperishable is being placed in us. We're being renewed in, in the eternal and the imperishable. Revelation 21 tells us that in the end, that, that in, when God restores all things through Jesus, that there is no more any sun or moon because we don't need them. Why? Because he illuminates us forever and ever and ever. There is a light and he's been given to us. He is the gift of grace. You receive this light through humbly receiving it by faith. That's the message of Christmas. The message of Christmas is simple and I just want to declare it. The simple message is this. It is so dark out there. And some of you know it, and I know so many of us in our own church family are going through time of deep darkness. Can I remind you that there is a light, that no COVID, no sickness, no economic downturn, no family relationship struggles, no isolation, no depression or anxiety can overcome. The darkness cannot overcome the light of the world. This is what Jesus said. He said, I am the light of the world. And whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Hear the word of the Lord today. There is a light, a light of glory that outshines your shame, a light of courage that outshines scarcity and fear, a light of hope that outshines despair, a light of truth that outshines lies and uncertainty and anxiety and confusion, a light of presence that outshines loneliness and isolation, a light of righteousness that outshines sin itself, a light of life that outshines even death. It's dark out there, but there is a light. Do you know him? Have you turned to him? Have you put your trust in him? If not now, then when? If not when times are the darkest, then when? Turn to Jesus today and find a light that will never perish or spoil or go out or flicker or fade. Find the life of light and you will never walk in darkness. And, like, like, and you, will, you will testify like, like David did in Psalm 23 where he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the light's with me. It's not as dark. He illuminates. The Bible says your word, Jesus, is a light to my path. You illuminate the way. You're the presence in the dark. See the light. Trust the light. Love the light. Follow the light. We have him. His name is Jesus. Turn to him and trust him today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this message of encouragement. Lord, I pray for every single person today who finds themselves in the land of deep darkness. Would they hear the announcement of Christmas? Would they hear the announcement that a light has dawned? That there is a light who outshines the darkness. There is a light of governance that outshines the, the, the shoddy government that we, we have to deal with in, in human institutions. There is a light who, who outshines the disruption that gives us peace, Lord. There is a light that outshines disease and decay that actually promises new life and a new body and an ever unperishing body. Lord, thank you that your light is greater than any dark circumstance we could go through. And Lord, I just pray your encouragement right now over your people, comfort over your people, hope over your people. Lord, that we would reject our own self-sufficiency. We would realize that it is dark out there and that it is dark in us and that there is only one solution and that is to turn to you. Lord, may we, like the woman caught in adultery, not downplay our mistakes, 
and not run away from you. But Lord, hear your invitation that we aren't condemned, but we are saved and healed by you and that you would lead us in the way everlasting. We thank you for your word and we thank you for that. that we thank you for the truth that in the darkness there is a light. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.